Welcome to the last but one episode of series one of the Understanding Online podcast. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it so far. I've really enjoyed it. I didn't quite anticipate how much work it is to release a podcast episode every week uh, by yourself alongside a, a nine to five, but there you have it. I've really enjoyed it. I hope you have too. Um, yeah, last episode coming out next week and it's all to do with kind of the ideal social media. Can we have an ethical social media? It's It's been really interesting to write that one actually and it's it's exciting to kind of culminate the, the first series with, with almost a little manifesto. But I'm not getting too deep because before we get there there's something else I'd like to talk about first and it's all to do with a psychologist called Robin Dunbar. This initial series has been really focused on my experience of quitting social media, leaving Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, some of the ways in which, you know, other people might might be able to do the same thing and and what you might learn and gain or even lose by quitting social media. But what if you don't want to quit? I I think it's quite a radical idea to, to quit social media. You do open yourself up to a lot of criticism. It's very difficult to justify. You feel quite alienated. It's it's a tough thing to do, right? And I think 99% 99% of people who, who listen to this probably won't quit social media. And that's fine. Like It's it's kind of part of life now. It's, it's a very radical thing to quit. But maybe not so radical is to stay on the platform and, and advocate or even tailor your own account to be healthier for you. And one of the ways in which I think we can do that is by adopting Dunbar's number. So in this week's episode, I'm going to look a little bit into, into the work of Robin Dunbar, the, the British anthropologist and evolutionary psychologist. Uh, it's really, really interesting stuff. And then basically give a little bit of context to that and, and see if we can apply it to Instagram and, and Facebook and, and Twitter. So first of all, who is Robin Dunbar? Um, pretty good question. He's quite famous in, in these fields that I just mentioned a couple of moments ago. Uh, so he's an anthropologist, an evolutionary psychologist, and he, he specializes in primate behavior. So, so primates are, if you don't already know, they're kind of like chimpanzees and, and gorillas and bonobos and basically our, our closest relatives from the animal kingdom. And Dunbar, he was educated at Oxford and he's had quite a long and, and public academic and research career. He's had positions at universities across the United Kingdom. Uh, and, and to this day, he's still really active in the conversations which are, which are going on around some of his theories. But the most famous theory that's really defined his work as an academic and, and as a, you know, a public thinker has been Dunbar's number. Uh, so what is Dunbar's number? Basically, it's the number of genuine relationships or friends um, or, or like meaningful interactions with people that we can have as humans based on our brain size. So he argues it's quite a simple relationship. The larger the brain, the more interactions you can have. What he did was he took the average human brain size and extrapolated the the data that he had in order to to arrive at this number, this this maximum cognitive capacity that that humans are able to maintain genuine, stable relationships. Um, And the number's 150. So 150 people, so argues Dunbar, is the number of people who might be our friends, family, colleagues, people who we wouldn't feel embarrassed about joining uninvited for a drink, for example, when you go down the pub. That's the crux of his of his theory. Um, so his results have really had quite an impact on public thinking, on social media influence, on, on AI design of, of virtual worlds, all this kind of stuff. 
Um, and it hasn't been without criticism, I should add. There's so many arguments against his his number. But, you know, some people say it should be 240. Some people say it should be 500. But I think the key thing today that I'd like to focus on is, is just the concept. And, and that concept is that we have a limit on the number of genuine connections that we can have. Um, and it's worth explaining here, like, you can know thousands of people by name, right? You can recognize loads and loads of people. That's that's not the point here. That The point is this genuine, stable relationship. People who you wouldn't mind joining uninvited in a pub. You know, that kind of thing. Um, so the, the number of connections that we can maintain is, is predicated on a, sort of a hierarchy of relationship quality. So what that means is in your, in your close circle, in your inner circle, you might have your boyfriend or your girlfriend, maybe your parents, your brothers, sisters, and, and a couple of really close friends. And then it kind of extends out until you get to the 150 radius, which is, I don't know, maybe that's your, your old colleagues or some, some old school friends, people who you would not mind, in fact, you actively would like to kind of be friends with, go out for drinks with, spend downtime with, I guess. Um, so can we apply Dunbar's number to social media? Well, I'm not the first person to ask the question. I've read loads and loads of articles which have kind of addressed this topic from academic papers to sort of public pieces in the Wall Street Journal and, and other online magazines. Um, but Dunbar himself did a study uh, quite recently, actually, and, and shared it on the University of Oxford website. And he carried out two surveys of more than 3,000 people to see whether using social networks like Facebook means we're able to increase that cognitive limit of 150 connections. And his results concluded that the, the number of Facebook friends a person has does not increase their ability to maintain more genuine relationships. In other words, th there's no substitute for face-to-face -face interactions in, in maintaining strong social bonds. So the question is, from my point of view, why do we continue to have so many friends to follow so many people? Um, and of course, there's arguments for and against this. I mean, one thing might be the classic like LinkedIn conversation about connections and social capital, right? The more connections you have, the more likely you're going to be able to like, I don't know, pick up a, an opportunity that comes your way that wouldn't otherwise if you, you weren't connected with this random CEO of some hotel chain. I don't know, whatever it is. But when it comes to Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, increasingly we see these as extensions of our personal lives of our social lives so would you grant so much time to random people outside of that core 150 or 240 or 500 whatever you want that number to be so that you're actually following thousands and thousands of people and allowing their thoughts and their opinions and their life to take up a significant portion of yours on your timeline now before i quit social media i i asked that question to myself and the answer I came back with was, I need to realize how it makes me feel. So maybe one month I can take 150 people and, and follow 150 people and that's it. That's all I can do. Other months I might be feeling cool. I might be really relaxed and yeah, sure, I'll, I'll bump it up to thousands and thousands. I don't know. But the point is, I think it's important to, to audit our social circles online, just as we do in the real world. So in the real world, we have this this natural filtration. You know when you haven't met with a friend for a while, maybe they've moved away, maybe you had an argument, whatever it is, there is a very natural filtration process where you just keep a kind of core group around you and people get relegated out to the 150 mark or maybe the 500 mark, but you have that natural filtration. 
I'm still friends, or at least I was when I had it. I was still friends on Facebook with kids who I went to school with from, it would have been like 15 years ago. I don't, I don't know them. I don't know anything about them. I'd never go out for a drink with them. Um, I certainly don't really care what they're doing on a Tuesday night or what dinner they've made. And yet it's almost granted the same prominence in our news feeds as anything else, right? We still see all this stuff and it's it, it pay, you, you pay an emotional toll if we are to believe Dunbar that you have a cognitive limit on the number of, of genuine interactions that you can have. So like I say, in my opinion, Dunbar's number need not be 150. It could be 200, 300, it could be 10, it could be 15, it could be one. The, the number itself shouldn't matter, but it should be treated as this principle. Each of us knows how much information we need to gather from our social circle and, and just how big that social circle is. I think if we're being honest, it's very, very difficult to sympathise with the struggles of thousands of Facebook friends, to, to genuinely celebrate the victories of hundreds of people we follow on Twitter. And if we don't kind of audit our, our friends and our follower count on these platforms, they just keep piling high and it's it, it really builds up into this amalgamation of, of crap, <laughs> amalgamation of stuff that, that it's impossible to care about and, and we become desensitized to it. And I think that's a shame. I think what social media should be is, is an opportunity to extend those friendships which we have in the real world. It shouldn't be hanging on to followers for the sake of a follower count. It shouldn't be racking up as many LinkedIn connections or Facebook connections as possible. It should be a genuine extension of, of these relationships that we have offline. And I'd just like to finish this with, with an idea that this is, of course, an opinion piece. And I could have argued very easily for the other side that Dunbar's numbers load of crap and that if you are on Facebook, just go and have as many as many friends and followers as you want. Um, but I think just like anything when it comes to social media, we, we have to remember that speaking on behalf of you know, our generation in quotes, which I'm 23, so speaking on behalf of people who've grown up with, with Facebook just coming into their lives as they were growing up, these things haven't been tested yet. Like our generation is very much guinea pigs. You look at sort of people who are 17, 18, down to about 13 and 14, the amount of time that they spend on TikTok, that, that's another example of a generation just basically being guinea pigs. They're, they're learning from the process. Eventually, um, legislation will come in to protect kids and to protect people from the, the harms of this thing. But the only way in the meantime to look after yourself in my experience, is is to just do it yourself. You've got to f see how you make how it's making you feel. Genuinely understand the negative impacts of the platform alongside those positive impacts, um, and then you don't even have to lobby for the change. Like it's not up to you. But what you can do is just treat your own account as if it is your own account. Don't worry about racking up loads and loads of numbers. Don't worry about worrying what people might think if you if you unfriend them if you're not kind of part of their core social circle. It's all about making sure that the platform's working for you and you're not working for that platform. If you're interested in reading any more from the Going Antisocial series or listening to any other podcasts, please check out understandingonline.co.uk. Um, we've got new podcast episodes every single Wednesday, uh, as well as an entire list of blog articles, a couple of which haven't been discussed as topics on this podcast for you to read. We also have an inbox, hello at understandingonline.co.uk. Please feel free to drop us an email if there's anything you'd like to talk about or any questions that you'd want to sort of discuss on the podcast. That'd be absolutely superb. Um, 
And just a little bit of a teaser for next week. I'm really looking forward to sharing the episode with you. It's it's a manifesto. It's an idea. Is there an ethical social media? And that episode next week will wrap up series one of the Understanding Online podcast. Uh, we're back in a couple of months for series two. Really looking forward to it. Lots of research to be done. A couple of lessons learned about how difficult it is to... Uh, to do a podcast every week that's for sure for me (laughs) uh no only joking thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed it and i'll see you again soon